welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January the 6th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy as we continue, my friends, through this Christmas season. Now, it ends officially on Monday with the Feast of Baptism of the Lord. But I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week, even though uh, those particular readings won't be the ones we do. But this coming Sunday, of course, is the Feast of what we call the Epiphany, the, uh, the coming of the Magi to the uh, stable in Bethlehem. And we are going to hear those readings, which again, you know so well, but I, I invite you, just as I hope you invite me, to hear them anew. Uh, with new ears, a new heart, and an open mind, uh, and we can allow God to uh, to uh, find that root and that soil within us to plant God's seed. So, my friends, uh, before we go in, I'll, I'll say what I always do uh, to settle yourself, to simply say a quick prayer and say, Holy Spirit, come and uh, and let your word find root within me. And open yourself and look for that word or that phrase or that idea, whatever it is, and let God lead you through God's word here today in in a way that will speak to you and your heart, because that's how God desires to speak to us. Often, not not solely, God desires to speak to us in, in, in a million different ways, but that's an easy way, I think. Let me just say that uh, as we approach God's word to allow God to, to capture our heart and capture our imagination in these stories. And so with that, my friend, let's break open God's word for those who would like to follow along. We will be reading from uh, the New American Translation. Our first reading is going to be out of the prophet Isaiah. You'll see why almost immediately, uh, certainly toward the end. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 6, and then we will read out of Matthew's gospel, uh, Matthew chapter 2, 1 to 12. So let's break open God's word together. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See Darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses." Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow, for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, shall come, bearing gold and frankincense, and proclaiming the praises of the Lord." My friends, the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. A word, a phrase, an idea. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, Bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the word epiphany, as you know, just means revelation. It means uh, an an opening. It it means an aha moment. And, And this most definitely was an aha moment, not only for these magi who were following, uh, not only for King Herod, it most definitely was an aha moment. Uh, It had to be an aha moment for Mary. In, in some sense, it had to be an aha moment for the, uh, those uh, chief priests of King Herod. It had to be an aha moment for a whole lot of people along the way. You know, uh, and self-forgive, but the old joke is, you know, because it doesn't say they were men. Uh, we just presume it. Now, we name them, of course, you know, uh, Melchior and, and Gaspar and, and uh, all these things. But, but we, we presume them to be men. But the old joke is, and I heard this from uh, a co-worker last night, and so I just have to pass it on. You know they were men because they brought these gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Had they been women, they would have brought things that Mary could have used, like they'd have brought diapers, or they'd have brought blankets, or they'd have brought, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> bottles or something, you know, some formula, whatever. Here you go. This is a little more useful to you at this time. All right. I, I didn't quite have the joke well as, as it could have been. But uh, thank you, Danielle, for that thought. The Feast of Epiphany. 
That's what we celebrate. And, and our Orthodox brothers and sisters, uh, they celebrate this feast uh, even more jubilantly than, uh, than does the Church of the West, the Church of the East. This is their high holy day. Uh, we celebrate it on the, the 25th, of course, and, and that is our day of giving gifts. But the, our Orthodox brothers and sisters celebrate it on the gift of Epiphany when these travelers from the East come and open up and give of their gifts to, to this newborn. And oftentimes, people often think, oh, this is when the, uh, the feast, uh, the, the Christmas season ends. Gosh, we even sang songs about it, 12 days of Christmas, which effectively is from uh, the 25th until January 6th, the, the day we typically celebrate Epiphany. Uh, and we just usually celebrate it on the second weekend following. Uh, it doesn't always fall on the 6th of January. The first weekend following is Mary, the Mother of God, the second being the Feast of Epiphany. But it's that, that idea, and, and I love, again, the church and her wisdom, right? Because Mary is the one to whom the revelation is, is, has come to first. Uh, and it is to uh, this woman uh, whom we believe to be the Immaculate Conception, born without sin, the new Eve, right? Uh, who simply said yes, who didn't ask more questions, and that was the revelation, and then the revelation beyond Mary was to the outcast, to the fringe, but to the people of, of uh, Israel, right? But not the people we'd think. Like I said, the outcasts, those who, who were, were working the fields at night and who were, were, had no place in society and, uh, and no standing. And then who else does God come to, this revelation come to? To the outsider not even to the people of Israel, but to these people from the East who follow the signs of the times. And again, brothers and sisters, I think this is so, I don't know. I, 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 there's so much here and, and there's no way I'm going to unpack it all. But I think this is so good because it simply reminds us that, that God is not who we expect. God is not what we expect, and God does not come to us in ways um, that we should expect. Because God is entirely, entirely outside and beyond our imagination. Because nobody believed that God would come in the vulnerable way that God came on that uh, Christmas night all those years ago, right? And that God would come to this small place, not to the palaces of the mighty in their mightiest town of Jerusalem. God comes in a nothing burg in Bethlehem to a nothing teenage woman um, and first reveals God's very presence to the outsiders and to the foreigners. That's not how it's written up, right? And you know the interesting thing? And I'll talk about these outsiders in just a little bit. But you know, they came into uh, Judea, into Israel, right? And they go to the king out of respect and they say, hey, uh, where's this newborn king of the Jews? And the king, Herod, doesn't know. I mean, which doesn't that tell you something? He's ruling over these people, but he himself doesn't know. 
and uh, and he calls on the chief priests and the scribes and, and and says, hey, where is this one to be to be born? And the chief priests come and they come up with it right away. They say Bethlehem Ephrata, you know, uh, that that's where it's going to be, uh, and you Bethlehem shall be in no way the uh, the the what does it say the smallest or the tiniest or the most insignificant um for out of you shall come the one who is to to shepherd my people israel you know they were able to state oh well you people you know with with camels and treasures and and troves of people and and you mighty people who are coming here oh you want to know what our 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 great book says well it says bethlehem but how inquisitive were they? Not very. They didn't say, can we come with you? They didn't say, tell us why you ask. Oh, you're, you're reading these signs of the, of the, of the earth, of creation, of, of the times, this star that you're following. May we join your caravan and go, and go do a homage? Because maybe this is what we've been waiting for too. These, these words that they knew by heart were empty and dry. They didn't allow them to surprise them anymore. They didn't allow them to show the revelation that they contained. They didn't allow them, they didn't allow their hearts to be changed and their minds to be changed by them. But my friends, make no mistake, that is what these readings invite you and I to do. These people, um, are, you know, we, we name them kings, right? Because Isaiah kind of names them kings. It says, kings from the east. You know, nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance, right? Caravans of camels shall fill you and dromedaries from Midian and Ephah and all from Sheba shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming. And they say they're going to come from the east. Well, that means, of course, it, we call it in, in, in the church today, the Orient. That doesn't mean China. That doesn't mean Japan or, or Korea, that Oriental. Uh, think, think Iran. Think Persia. That's what the Orient was at the time. But it also named Sheba, which is going to be from Africa. And, uh, and, and basically it's saying people from the outside of our country are going to come because they're going to be able to, to see uh, that something is happening. Because they're not going to be imprisoned. Can I use that word? Uh, they're not going to be, um, I, I, I just, they're not going to be dry uh, to the word that they know so well that it doesn't come to them anew. They are going to be, in a sense, new fountains. They're going to be open to the, to the surprises of God. And they're going to find God within the ordinary. Because what can be more ordinary than the stars that we see all the time? We don't even look at them. But yet these people did. And they found within the ordinary that which is extraordinary. They didn't allow themselves to be, oh, 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 there's the stars again. And I'm not even going to look at them. But they looked at them. Doesn't Bob sing, Dylan sing the song in every grain of sand, right? That's a very uh, Hindu idea, that, that the world can be seen in a grain of sand. I mean, that's, very, that's Buddhism and Hinduism at its very, at its very essence, that, that, that if we were to take the time and look, 
we see life anew. And that's what these travelers from the East, these Magi, uh, come and invite us to. Now, Magi, again, we think of them as kings. We even have them in our nativities and probably have crowns on them. And, and three of them, well, we don't know how many of them there were. There may have been dozens. Uh, the only thing we know is that there were three gifts that were given, right? There may have been dozens. They may have been male and female. The, the Magi doesn't say necessarily king. It means that they were, now I'm going to use that word, uh, magician. Um, they were people who uh, were, uh, gosh, um, people that were able to read the signs of the times. And they were open to God coming uh, to us through those signs, and they had the courage to follow those signs. I love this image, that these were people who were willing to cross borders, not just physical borders, my friends. These are people that are willing to cross the borders of their ideas of who God is and what God is. These are people that are willing to cross borders of how God would come to us in order to allow themselves to be made anew. These were people that knew the truths that they knew. Again, magicians think those, you know, who are, are, are uh, learned and um, people that are scribes in their own countries or, or the, the educated in their own countries or the shaman in their own countries, these people who are the, the holy ones in their own countries who knew what they didn't know. They came with a beginner's mind. Again, I'm going to use Buddhism here. They came with a beginner's mind because they knew there was something more beyond what they knew. Brothers and sisters, that, that is the lesson of today. To know what we know and to know that what we know falls far short of the truth with a capital T because it's always beyond us. And to come with a beginner's mind willing and able uh, to open ourselves to the surprises of God. I'm going to read to you um, from Richard Rohr, who I often uh, read because I just, gosh, I'm I'm so grateful for him in helping me uh, to teach me and to continue to have this beginner's mind. This was from uh, a daily meditation two days ago. But, but and knowing these readings were coming up, I really wanted to, to focus on it. So I'm going to read his first paragraph again. These are Richard Rohr's words from On the Threshold of Transformation, a daily meditation for men. Um, and uh, it's his paragraph from day 211. It says this, I always wondered why Jesus' opening line was repent. The word metanoia is a Greek word that means to turn around, although it literally means to go beyond the mind. The call to an utterly new mind to turn around and begin again is at the beginning of the gospel and is the essence of a man's, but I'll say of anyone's. It is the essence of our journey to find our true self. One needs a whole new receiver to even pick up the new message. And then this receiver seems to need constant updates or it returns to its one preferred frequency. Brothers and sisters, I think as human beings, we like one frequency. We like to put anything in, in 
a, a secure place in our mind so we know, okay, I know that person, I've met them, I figured them out, I can put them here in that place. This is who they are. This good person or this less than good person or this villain or this, you know, uh, this this fabulous, uh, extravagant, sacrificial, whatever it is, what title we put on them, what label, we can then put them on that shelf. We know them. And that's that frequency. And this thing that I experienced, okay, I can put that on that shelf. And this place that I have lived, I can put that on that shelf. And this place I've worked, I can put that over here. And, and again, I, I don't think we do that because we're bad. I think we do that because it helps us feel in control. And what God is constantly doing is inviting us to go beyond that, that we are not in control. And, and that God says, brothers and sisters, I, I, I am new. Behold, right? Isn't that what he says in Revelation chapter 21? Behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. And this God, brothers and sisters, who we, we want to put on a shelf so much because we want to say we figured him out, I mean, Roar is not wrong. We need to have that beginner's mind. We need to constantly be thinking of it differently. We need to constantly go beyond the mind, as he says, to an utterly new mind and turn around and begin again. That's the beginning, and that's the essence of the gospel. It's the first words of Jesus. Begin again. Begin again. Begin again. Because we like to tune in to our one frequency and feel like we're in control. Brothers and sisters, these magi came from the east, from somewhere new, to follow a star, to, to, to look at God coming in the ordinary, in the grain of sand, in whatever it is, to say, that's where you are. You've been there the whole time. Heck, I've been quoting Buddhism all day today. Why not one more time? I just found God where he always was, right there. Not because God just showed up, because now I'm able to see God with a new mind and with new eyes. Let the Magi open us to cross whatever boundaries we have placed on God, on ourselves, on our faith, on our religion, on our church, whatever that is. Let us, let them invite us beyond those boundaries. Listen, the scribes and the Pharisees of King Herod, they didn't. That word of God was old, and that word of God was dry, and it didn't spring up anew within them. But that didn't stop the Magi. May we travel along with them, and when we pay homage to that Christ child, whom we meet in a place altogether unexpected, may we go home by a different path, because can we really meet the Christ? Didn't I talk about that last week? Like Zacchaeus, like the woman at the well? Can we really meet the Christ and go home in the same way that we came? We go home by an entirely different route because we are entirely different people. Let's pray. And so, my friends, we begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth joyful mystery the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And I'm recording this on Thursday, January 5th, and uh, Pope Francis just celebrated the funeral for Pope Benedict earlier this morning. And so we say, St. Benedict, pray for us. My friends, bless you. As this Christmas season comes to an end, may God be born anew within you.